Hello and welcome to the fourth week of Advent, Year B. Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, so highly favoured, the Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean, but the angel said to her, Mary, do not be afraid. You have won God's favor. Listen, you are to conceive and bear a son and you must name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever and his reign will have no end. Mary said to the angel, But how can this come about since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, the angel answered, and the power of the Most High will cover you with its shadow. And so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. Know this too, your kinswoman Elizabeth has in her old age herself conceived a son, and she whom people called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible to God. I am the handmaid of the Lord, said Mary. Let what you have said be done to me. 
and the angel left her. There is a lovely book called The Art of Christmas, which is by sister Wendy Beckett of TV fame, who takes us on a journey in paintings through Advent. It was first published in 2008 and has become a firm favourite of mine for winter reflections. One of the famous pictures is by El Greco, where he has recreated today's gospel at the point when Mary is saying her fiat, her yes. The painting is full of the superb El Greco touches like the Holy Spirit dove flying out from the bright yellow light of God, the simple blues and pinks of a very young Mary and the angelic orchestra ringing across the heavens with the joy of the Annunciation of her acceptance. You can return to this painting over and over again and find something new to marvel at. The story in Luke seems to be able to do the same kind of thing every time you read it. This is the first introduction to the small poor settlement of Nazareth in Galilee the home of a young woman who was much later to be proclaimed by Paul Paul VI as Mary, mother of the church, and became venerated as the centre of the communion of all saints by Pope Francis. Saint John Paul II as Archbishop in 1977, he pointed out that through the whole of scripture, Mary has had these two dimensions. One is the young woman living quietly and humbly in Nazareth for whom the Lord did great things and the other is the iconic Mary of Bethlehem represented on a million and one Christmas cards. Pope John Paul emphasised the freedom that was needed and is still needed as an essential prerequisite to loving God and especially before giving oneself to God. Mary always had that freedom, that freedom to refuse when Gabriel was sent to speak the words of God. But as depicted in the painting, the heavens rejoiced at her reply because at that instant, this same Mary, who in freely consenting to become the mother of Jesus, became consecrated into the second dimension through which God could reveal his glory to the world in the mystery of the Incarnation. In the mysterious conclusion of the letter to the Romans, we see how this silent prophetic message of the Incarnation, spoken of in the Old Testament, is now to be revealed through Jesus to all the Gentiles. Does it mean that Paul's good news is meant for a much wider audience than realised by Isaiah? For him, it is obviously a matter of great faith and should be the cause of great joy to the world. With today's scripture passages, we're also moving away from the summing up of the old prophecies culminating through John the Baptist last week towards 
the revelation of the Redeemer at the end of Advent. All is now centered in Mary. The events written by Luke are first and foremost a technique to establish the role Jesus will play in salvation. He is announced as the son of David to fulfill the promise in Samuel given to King David. The attention moves from John the Baptist as Mary recalls the event that has brought the Saviour into the world. And from last week, the 17th of December, the final days of Advent begin with the marvellous beauty of the first of the seven O's, the O antiphons of, of Advent. They're all addressed to Christ and are said or sung before Mary's Magnificat during evening prayer. These great O antiphons express in brief the mystery of the church it's, and how it contemplates the incarnation as we reach the brink of Christmas Eve. The incarnation is the wondrous union of heaven and earth depicted in El Greco's painting where the angel Gabriel has asked a question of a young woman and in the silent world of Nazareth no one knows the answer. Sister Wendy says that even Joseph in his workshed had no idea of what was about to happen. With her wonderful way of describing a picture, she sums it all up. This is what she says. Mary is immersed in white flame and seraphim attendance, like heavenly snowflakes. Gabriel folds his hands. His part is done. Mary opens hers. Her part is just beginning. Pope Francis says now Mary is the singular custodian of the bond between the universal church and the universal Christ. This began the moment she said yes to Gabriel.
Most highly famous. 